Merhaba from Keswick Village. This is the Rorschach Turkey update from the 14th of November 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Turkey. On Saturday the 11th, the main opposition Republican People's Party, or CHP, had its first party assembly following its 38th Ordinary Congress, where the party had a leadership change. Özgür Özel, the new head of the party, announced the new Central Executive Committee members. He also stated some changes he made to the committee altogether. The board will have 24 members. Within the Central Executive Committee, the party established a shadow cabinet. The cabinet consists of 17 people for all 17 ministries. It monitors the work and shortcomings of the ministries in the government. The rest of the committee members will deal with administrative affairs. Ozil emphasized that the party had to keep the average age of the cabinet young to promote new views that align with the state of the world in this decade. The age average of the current members is 46. He also pointed out that the party should ensure that there were the same number of women and men in the cabinet. In unrelated news, Friday the 10th marked the 85th anniversary of the death of Ataturk, Turkey's founding father. It's a nationwide day of mourning and many commemorate Ataturk on this day. Schools and government organs lowered the Turkish flag on their establishments. Many also held a moment of silence at 9.05 a.m. when it was announced that Ataturk was dead. However, the Religious Affairs Directorate, a state-run institution that Ataturk established himself, didn't commemorate him. For the past 13 years, since the current head of the directorate came into office, the directorate has never mentioned Ataturk on Friday sermons that fall on or around the national holidays or on the 10th of November. This year was no different. This was called into question as it was accused of trying to erase Ataturk's memory. The Religious Affairs Directorate isn't the only government body facing criticism. During a ministry budgeting meeting, Faratin Koja, a health minister, answered some questions about the health sector. When asked about doctors leaving the country to work abroad, he rubbed his fingers together to suggest that doctors were leaving Turkey because they would earn more money in foreign countries. He added that it wasn't because of them, meaning the government. Of course, his behavior was called into question. The president told the ministry to let the doctors go, saying that they were easily replaceable. Now, Turkey has the lowest doctor-to-patient ratio in all of Europe. Now, the Constitutional Court versus the Court of Cassation. Recall that the two courts have been having a power struggle. Last week, Turkey's top appeals court, the Court of Cassation, accused the Constitutional Court of exceeding its authority and undermining the legal system. This came after the Constitutional Court ordered the release of imprisoned Can Atale, the Prime Minister for the Workers' Party, ruling that his rights had been violated. Since then, the Court of Cassation refused to comply with the Constitutional Court's verdict and filed a criminal complaint against the Constitutional Court justices who voted for Atale's release. Legal experts and the opposition have condemned the move as a judicial coup and a coup attempt against the constitutional order. They pointed out that the Constitution says that the decisions the Constitutional Court makes are final and binding on all branches of the government, individuals, and legal entities. On the other hand, President Erdogan and his allies said that this judicial crisis shows the need for a new constitution. On to politics. On Friday the 10th, Bahadir Erdem and Durmush Yilmaz, senior members of the Good Party, a nationalistic opposition group, resigned from the party. This gained public attention as the party has been taking some controversial steps recently, like yielding mayoral candidates in every city in the upcoming elections. About the resignation, Erdem said that he didn't approve of the party nominating candidates in every town since the party doesn't have enough voters to win most of the cities. Some news on the devastating February earthquakes. Mehmet Ozat, the contractor of one of the buildings that fell apart in the earthquake, fled the city after the collapse to avoid arrest. 
He was responsible for the death of almost 400 people. The police have been looking for him for the last nine months, but now the search is over. Sinem Boyaji, a relative of nine people who lost their lives in the collapse, spotted Ozat in a shopping mall in the city of Ankara. She confronted him and called the police. She made sure Ozat did not escape till the police came. Now, Ozat is under arrest and has been charged with manslaughter. Hopefully, the families can now have some closure. Next up, corruption. The investigation board of the Istanbul municipality, run by the CHP, revealed its investigation reports on the corruption cases tied to the previous administration of the municipality in the hands of the ruling Justice and Development Party. Back in 2020, the Interior Ministry took over more than 30 of those cases after the CHP won the mayoral elections and the municipality changed its leadership. The CHP municipality launched an investigation and found out that instead of looking into the cases, the ministry covered up the corruption in five cases. Reportedly, the municipality lost over 30 billion liras, around 1.5 billion US dollars, in these five cases alone. On that note, the New York Times reported that the FBI is investigating the mayor of New York City for allegedly pressuring the city's fire department to approve the opening of the Turkish house skyscraper, despite safety concerns back in 2021. The Turkish house is like a business center for Turkish diplomatic missions, including the Turkish consulate general. The skyscraper is located in one of the most high-demand areas of the city, making it very expensive. It has received a lot of backlash for its cost in the past years. There were also allegations of corruption in its construction. However, nothing concrete had surfaced. The water levels in Çanakkale's Atik Hasar Dam, the only drinking and irrigation water supply of the city, have dropped below 35%. Back in March, the municipality authorities had implemented some restrictions on water usage to prevent a possible drought. They planned to lift the restrictions at the end of October. However, the water levels haven't improved. So they've announced that the restrictions would remain in place until the end of 2023. So until the 31st of October, the municipality won't let people use a hose to wash the streets, cars, or carpets. There's still a limit to the water consumption in auto washing and carpet washing businesses, which is 20 cubic meters. To check out the full list of measures in Turkish, follow the link in the show notes. Moving on. Antalya, the country's tourist hub, has been losing its foreign residents. Reports say that in 2023, 16% of foreign residents had left Antalya due to rising costs of living. This especially escalated in the last few months, with over 17,000 foreigners leaving the city. And to close this edition, the Izmir municipality has announced that it will open a chain of affordable coffee shops called Izmirli Kava. The shops will offer coffee, tea, and other beverages at, reportedly, half the price of other chain coffee shops. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Before we leave, we wanted to thank everyone who's been listening to us and welcome all the new subscribers. We are happy the Rorschach Turkey community is growing. However, we're also sad because we've had to cancel our update about Nigeria due to a lack of audience and revenue. So please, if you enjoy the Rorschach Turkey update, share it with your friends or on social media or message us if you have any ideas on how to keep growing without including ads. Also, if you're feeling super generous today, you can financially support us with the link in the show notes. Hoşça kalın.